0: Guys, this episode with Tanya Dyer is so good. I don't think I've ever laughed so much in an interview. She is hilarious. She is full of truth and mic drops and just so on point with everything she's talking about because she has so much experience. So let me tell you a little bit about her background. She founded a law firm back in 2001 and for 15 years specialized in high conflict litigation she was known as the happy divorce lawyer in media. And now she has transformed out of that into coaching. So she's now a full-time life and business coach for alpha women entrepreneurs. She's a speaker and an author. She gets deep into psychology. This is probably going to be one of the most enjoyable podcast episodes you've listened to in a while because she is just so fun. And it's also really, really going to tantalize your brain because there's so much truth in it. So um, I'll go ahead and let us jump right into it. Here is Tanya Dyer. All right, Tanya, so today we're gonna blow some people's minds, yeah? Yes. We're going to dig into people's psyches and kind of like discombobulate it and get them thinking about all kinds of stuff that they haven't been thinking about. Yes. All right. So the alpha, this concept of the alpha, right? Like I love that this is what you're working with because I work with a lot of high performers, right? So I'm like, "Oh girl, what you got?" you know? And I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed in working with people who I would consider alphas is like their blind spots are real blind, right? Cuz they don't like to take in that like that feedback all the time. <laughs> and so what's your, what's your thought? What's your thought on that? What, what's been your experience and, and how did you, how did you even get onto this first real quick and then we'll go into discombobulation of mine. Yeah, this is, this is
1: good. So, okay. So, you know, well, first I was born. No. Um, <laughs> so, I actually like all alphas alphas are created in a very specific way so I'll give you the, a quick little backstory on this we have a, a very common origin story we usually have a betrayal or an abandonment when we're a child mm. usually very young honest wow. to god from my research it's usually right around five years old wow um, alpha girls grow up as little adults mm-hmm. they tend to fight with their mom mm. and they tend to be seeking that love relationship with their dad that they did not have um, wow. this sets us up to constantly think that we have to earn our love. And because of that core abandonment wound, we don't trust. What we have learned Mm. is we are on our own and we have to make sure all of our stuff works. And because of this, we develop this hyper awesome set of skills that makes us amazing for other people's (laughs) shit. So when their problems come, they want an alpha on it because we grab it with our teeth and we wrestle it to the ground and we are freaking invincible. We are crisis managers. We are analyzers. We are in our head. We are logical. We're thinking. We're usually beautiful and fit and powerful and sexy. And everything we are is like at the extremes. Alphas are either all on or all off all in or all out Uh Um, people judge us for this and over time what happens is is we kind of harden our alpha character even if we don't know that's what it's called so if you're listening right now you didn't know who you are hi you're an alpha (laughs)
0: um
1: this is who you are you're a badass you resonate to badass and the problem with alphas is we're wired for struggle this is a really important nugget i'm giving you right now we're wired for struggle which means that anytime you come to any situation relationship work health life love doesn't matter you are actually going to take the hardest path naturally because you're a warrior. Oh my gosh. Listen, times of peace.
0: So does that, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you. I am feeling this right now, <laughs> all of this. <laughs> we have
1: such predictable, I mean, we don't like that word. No alpha would like it, but it's true. We have very predictable life cycles. So there's a life cycle of an alpha. The first, right around the first to about 20 something years old, that's your fight cycle. In the first part of your life, you are fighting anybody and everything. You're trying to find your way and establish yourself. Relationships with men are a fight You don't understand this because you're smart and you're beautiful and you're loving and you're all in and why can't these people just freaking behave and you should have a good man, but you don't, you fight. And then a little bit later, later 20s, beginning 30s, you get tired of fighting and you enter the control cycle. Now, most alphas die in the control cycle. I'm trying to stop that. There's a third cycle. It's called surrender, which already that word is like, ooh, surrender. (laughs) Sounds sticky. Give me a minute. The control cycle is where you get usually into a relationship with a beta male.
0: This Mm. is a man who
1: is softer to you. So it feels like, a relief. You're not fighting all the time. But when you have these marriages, the wheels come off the bus in about five to seven years because he gets tired of you pulling on him and you get tired of pulling him, trying to get him to be more aggressive and more assertive, basically trying to get him to be alpha. And you start to lose respect and he starts to become passive aggressive. And when that shit happens, all the sex goes out the window. Once the intimacy and the connection goes out the window, then you're seriously in trouble because any external stressor that hits that marriage will break it. So that is kind of where most (laughs) alphas are. in the meantime, wow. by the way, you're building a business, you're getting educated, you're expanding your spirituality, you're fixing your health, you're, you're sculpting your body, you're doing all this stuff to pour your energy into this. But the avenue of love, I, I call it the four square balance. It's your health, wealth, love, and your mission. Yeah. Usually we can rock health and we can rock wealth. Yeah. It's love and mission that we usually have an issue with.
0: Hmm. Wow. Okay. So, so love. I'm like, L L Ross connected us. I'm like, L, R- L didn't tell me you were a like a mind reader or psychic. <laughs> I'm like, keep going. Tell me more about me, Tanya. <laughs> I know a lot of my listeners can relate. I'm like, okay. Okay. Did she give you backup information? Did she tell you my life story? What's going on? So let's talk about, let's talk about the surrender aspect. I don't know if you want to dive into this right now, or if you want to go through <coughs> your uh, mind discombobulation first. <laughs> How do no, you like to do this? Know? Yeah,
1: let's, I'm just giving cats out of the bag. So anybody who's listening, pull over your car, lock your kid (laughs) in the bathroom, do what you need to do, because I'm going to change your life in the next hour. I'm going to talk really fast to do that because I've got to teach you five life-changing things in like an hour. So we're going to lock in, strap on, we can do this. When I say Mm -hmm. the word surrender, Alpha's cringe inside. We think of the word surrender next door to the word submissive. And that is the word that makes me want to punch people in the face. Yes. If a man is talking anything about, I just want a woman who's submissive. Yep. Punch, she punch, urge. Yes. Submissive. <laughs> she could just know her place. Oh my God. Like we, <laughs> right. I can't. the world, thermonuclear device is 10 alphas being told to be submissive <laughs> in the same room and the room it would just melt. So the word surrender is different because when you're surrendered, you're actually letting your alpha lead you. Now this is critical because Mm. your alpha can only lead you if you can trust. And remember I told you in the beginning that alphas have a core issue with trust. Since you don't trust yourself, you don't trust your family life of origin. You don't trust life. So when you get into relationships and this is critical, with God, you don't trust. Alphas tell God what to do. And whether you call mm-hmm. God, Source, Jesus, Christ, Consciousness, Purple Lotus, doesn't matter. We tell God what to do. We tell God, well, this is how I want it and this is how it needs to show mm-hmm. up. And, and, and if it doesn't come out that way, then we roll up our sleeves and we go into push mode and we try to make it work. We try to mm-hmm. force it into place. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And as
1: you know, Law of Attraction Universe, you can't push anything. Anything you push against will just push back as hard as you're pushing.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Learned it. So, this it. This is our stuff. This is our jam. And, and I've from this process, I mean, I want you to know, Uber Alpha here, I did all this crap wrong. Like just
0: all of it. Yeah. I know you know what you're talking about. There's only one way to find
1: out. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that not the, I used to tell my I tell my clients that you want to be the person who's not the I need to touch the hot stove person. Even though I admit I clearly touched, I mean, like I was ordering stoves, apparently. I was like, hello, Sears and Roblox? No, I need the six burner. I need six <laughs> burners so I can touch all, all of them. them. <laughs> one burner a week, I'll take one day off. So, <laughs> I, I've learned these lessons. I, you know, I've had a first marriage. That marriage failed. I did that thing. I did the alpha thing. I married the beta thing. Mm-hmm. I screwed it all up. I pushed, I pulled. We fought the passive aggressive thing. The wheels come off the bus. And my mission in life, what I lit up about is helping an alpha get into balance. Because if yeah. you can hear this, honey, if you're listening, if you're watching, you're out of balance. And that is the thing that is messing up everything. That's why you don't have the perfect square of life health, wealth, love, and mission, because you're really strong in some and you're really weak in the other, and your ego distracts you and says, well, just keep working on the stuff you're strong on, mm-hmm. and then it'll come together on the other side, and it doesn't work that way.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, Phyllis, and just a, like little background information, I mean, you worked as a, a, a divorce attorney, right? Like, you worked with divorce, oh, you must have seen so many insights and relationships, I can't even <laughs> freaking imagine how many patterns you picked up on people from that, you know, so um yeah, what would you uh, learn? And actually, I, I don't want to distract you too much, but I know that you had you I'm not so distractible.
1: Much of this is this is my <laughs> my core. I'm not distractible. Um, I was a high conflict divorce lawyer. I've been a divorce lawyer for 22 years. So and and I did the the if you're old enough you remember a movie called The War of the Roses which was this older movie about this epic epic battle of divorce I did those divorces I did I had locked doors I had guns I had pepper gas strategically placed in my law firm those were the, I got at least two or three credible death threats oh a year oh my gosh those were the divorces that I handled and and let me tell you you know. Yes, I got the patterns. I could see what happens. There is nobody better suited to save a marriage than a person who understands why marriages come apart. Right. People going to marriage coaches, they're like, "I've been married happily for years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And now I'm gonna tell all of you how you can do it. It's like, dude, you have one example. You're a freaking outlier. Okay, you're you're a snowflake.
0: Wow. (laughs) So true yeah mm. wow, so wow i love wow. I
1: love that I had that that was really my um I consider your life your curriculum, and that was what the universe gave me as a curriculum to help me learn all the things I needed to learn to get to this point in my right. life where I can put them all together yeah. and, and I can help high achievers that are trying to transform a stressful marriage.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's when it like that mission thing you're talking about, that's when it's like nothing bad has ever happened in your life when you can look at it that way. Cause you're like, oh, thank you for preparing me for this awesomeness. And I see that in you. I feel that truth of that coming from you right now. So it's so cool. Um, Speaking of truth, you're talking about this, four lies and a truth. Can we get in? Can we, can we dive in? Let's dive in four lies and a truth. We're going to play a game guys. We're going to play a game.
1: Okay, everybody. So here's the trick you have been taught four lies by life and i'm not. you didn't passively get them you were taught them they were they were screwed into you they used the power screwdriver so it really got it got a good grip it got a good bit and i need to undo them i'm going to show them to you any one of these lies if you take it in and change your perspective on it today will change your life. If you take all four, you blow the doors off. At the end of it, I'm going to teach you a truth. That's going to break everything open for you. So, so stay with me here. So we're going to dive right in. The very first lie is if you want money, go after it. If you want money, go after it. All of these lies cause you to take your subconscious and create what I call a bad goal. The bad goal from that is chase money, chase the money. Right. What do people do when they're, when they're picking their undergraduate degree? They look, try to figure out which career has the money attached to it. And how do they get to the money faster? When you right. get, when you see new people starting coaching, they're like, well, they're always focused on, I, I get the money and how do I get to the $10,000 a month? And how do I do right. that? Chasing money doesn't work. And I'm going to tell you right now why this is. When you're chasing money, the reason you want it is because you are completely observing the fact that you don't have any. Right. You're stuck on the fact that you don't have it. You're staring at the lack going, crap, I need some money. Wow, I need some money. Really need some money. And then you get on your sales call and you can't freaking close the person because your energy is coming from a place of scarcity, lack, fear, neediness. They feel that. It's like, ew. (laughs) It's like, it's icky. It's icky. By the way, notice or, oh, they're just BFFs. So, same thing in a relationship. You go in a relationship with that, does the same thing. When you are chasing mm. something, it'll flee from you, it'll mm. run, it takes mm. the hell off. Just like mm. a man, you chase a man, he'll run. Stand yep. still, turn. turn
0: <laughs> I was just, just talking to a friend back. about that last night. So true. <laughs> you do not chase. The
1: universe is not designed for chasing, it's a, it's a right. universe of- if you chase it, it won't run. it will be like, why the hell is this woman chasing? Ah! it takes <laughs> off. It's like a, it's like a um, Tom and Jerry where you remember the mouse runs by, then the cat runs by, then the dog <laughs> runs by. So people say, well, great, Tanya. That's all brilliant. I follow the logic. How, how do I get the damn money? Because I still need the money.
0: Right. Excellent.
1: It is by byproduct. And let me explain that. There is an old saying that you've heard a thousand times, and you kind of don't like it, but it's true. I'm going to tell you why do what you love and the money will follow. Do what you love and the money will follow. What they're Mm -hmm. telling you to do is they're telling you to pursue something out of love, not fear, not lack, not scarcity, out of love. Mm. And then the byproduct of doing that thing is the money.
0: That's right. Mm. A
1: byproduct. everything. I'm a foundations coach. So what I tell people is they need to have me first and then they can hire any other coach in the world and their ship will love it. So if you do your foundation, right, you have to get in your foundation that if you're chasing something because you do not have it, you will continue to not have it. You do Mm -hmm. not chase money, chase the thing that generates money, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: like serving. So you see most people Oh my goodness. You look at all of the big people. You look at the Oprah's and, and the Richard Branson's, they're never chasing money. They're like, I wonder if I can get the first plane in space. They chase a dream. They chase fun. They chase passion. They chase all sorts of stuff, but not money.
0: That's true. Beautiful.
1: That's If you're, if you want money, go after it. The bad goal is you chase money. Now this one, this next one, I'm excited about this one because this is in your wheelhouse girlfriend. Number two, everyone will love you when you're thin. Mm. everybody will love you when you lose weight. Oh, in fact, you'll love you when you lose weight. Bad goal number two, chase the weight loss. Mm. Just need to lose the weight and then I can love myself and then he'll love me. And then that man will come back and then my job will go and I'll get the promotion and I'll have the better sex and my cat will even like me.
0: Mm -hmm. All lies. Oh, I can attest to that. Seen it over and over, (laughs) lived it, seen it, coached it, all lies. Is never enough.
1: You've seen it. You've seen it. There is. It's not going to happen. When you are in this place, and, and the world has taught you this, they've just, for, especially for women, they've hit us from all angles. you can yep. never be too rich or too thin. Look at that. They put the money in the thin right next to each other. You can never be too rich or too thin. Chase them, chase them, right. them, chase them. That's right. If you chase weight loss, you don't love you. You're like, I don't love me as I am. So I need to be this other version of me. And as soon as I get to the other version of me, then I'll love me. That is rejecting yourself. Weight layers on energetically from rejection. Weight, yep. W-E-I-G-H-T is W-A-I-T. It, if you have weight on you, you're waiting. So the weight isn't going anywhere. You can lose it and then it comes back. 97% of diets fail. There's a reason because the diet is this temporary thing where you're chasing weight loss. So bad goal, chase weight loss. hmm so Tanya, what's what's a good goal? And you actually know this one. The right goal is health. Yeah. Go after your health.
0: Yeah, I always say, you know you can love yourself fit, right? And actually that is how you will get fit. When you love yourself right now, the actions of caring for your body are a natural consequence. All right. did you do it
1: see you see how freaking smart you are check out the brain <laughs> on you do you see you see the byproduct you see the indirect i'm i'm a coach of the indirect and the indirect works because when we go after stuff directly we screw it up when right. you love yourself right now you right. take good care of yourself exactly.
0: naturally and yes. when you
1: take good care of yourself naturally the weight comes off yep yep you get what you want
0: yep That's exactly, exactly. Yep. beautiful
1: You're you're nailing this. Okay, so we're, we're, oh, we're doing it here. Okay, so lie number three, and this one's one of my favorites, because I was stuck in this one for a while. Lie number three that the world has taught you is that ultra successful people all have work-life balance. What does this mean? They're they're basically telling you, they're trying to sell you this fiction that Arianna Huffington, her husband is totally fulfilled. Her children are completely fulfilled. Her 19 companies are all running and making billions of dollars. Meanwhile, she's on a Stairmaster doing all of her workouts. Nothing ever suffers. Her dog is happy. Everything is in perfect balance. Right. That's a myth. There is no such thing as work-life balance. Please, if you imagine a balloon, I have like a three foot long pin, I just popped it. There is no such thing (laughs) as work-life balance. The bad goal you have is chasing that work-life balance. Let me please tell your people why there's no such thing as work-life balance.
0: Yes, please.
1: Work-life balance presupposes that balance is a static condition. Right. So if you're not watching me, imagine in your head that I have my hands put together and I'm doing some fancy yoga pose that I cannot do on one foot. You look completely still when you're really good at this stuff, but you're not. What's going on is that 19,000 muscles are firing in your body constantly, constantly firing on the left, on the right, and top and bottom to keep you in the appearance of a static spot. Mm -hmm. That's balance. Balance is actually constant, minute adjustments, constant movement, actually balance, not frozen. Nothing in the world
0: is static. Love not, it. Love it. Is that not, is that not? Such a great analogy. Yeah. I love that. Ah. That's one of the best I've heard. Cause I always say, I'm like, there's no such thing as balance. Give me a break. Like, what is, what does that look like? Like <laughs> that, that, that it can't happen. And I love that because what you're saying is instead of just think, Oh, if I'm balanced, that means my life is just peace and bliss and like inaction. And I'm just kind of sitting around and like all my companies are running and yeah. And I just had time with my kids at the lake and that's it. You know, it's like, no dude, cause you know, you have all these little, little micro muscles in your brain, like making sure that's taken care of and that's taken care of and that's taken care of, taken care of that. Right. It's all, it's, it's like that yoga pose. I love that analogy. Yes.
1: I'm going to give you the blow off the doors analogy. The one you want for you to relax yourself and take a big, deep breath about balance is the image of a juggler. Imagine a juggler. He's got the balls going. If I could juggle, I mean, we learned to juggle because I had to teach this all the time. you got the balls going and you got all these different balls. You got the family ball, the health ball, the wealth ball, the mission ball, your spiritual growth ball. You got these five balls going in the air. When you're juggling at any single moment, you're actually only giving energy and attention to one ball. Love it. All the other balls are falling.
0: Love it. But the juggler isn't freaking
1: out. The juggler's not like focusing. He's got the wealth ball going up and he's doing that, got the business going. He's not like, ah, oh my goodness. I wasn't there to read my children seven hours of bedtime stories. You learn to be relaxed with the fact that you focus on the one, you put the one back into motion as the others fall. You catch the next one, you put it back into motion as the others fall. That's balance. That's work-life balance.
0: Love it because it, it's a, that analogy is also encouraging presence and focus and not stressing you're not stressing yourself out by thinking about all three other balls while you've got that one in front of you you know how to be inefficient how to suck at everything and be stressed out is be a quarter of the way into each thing that you're doing all the time. Beautiful. I love that. Oh, I love analogies. I love yes, analogies. Great. They're just such great teachers. I mean, that's why I like the Bible is full of them, right? Because it's such a great way to understand a principle. So good. All right. Is,
1: what's you know, it's funny about the Bible? It's such a good metaphysical handbook. Most yeah. people take things in there literally that are figurative and figurative that are literal. You know, so I, I I tell people all the time, like, you know, there's a there's a line in there. I read a line this morning, and it's like, Put your attention on all things that are pure and true and of good report. They were telling you in the Bible, hey, you know what, right. dude? Um, you should think about the stuff that you want and that you like. Guys, right. Totally. Dude, you get what you focus on. Like it's it's just written there. That was literal. Just if it's good, think about it. If it's not good, mm, not so much.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I love parable. It's like, okay, well, who was like the most successful teacher? We're, we're, we're mindset coaches, right? So we love to be effective. We love to have an effective message, but like, who was the greatest teacher of all time is Jesus. Look how many people are like thinking and remembering about his teachings, his stories. So using effective analogies like that is like, dude, the master teacher, he has affected by far the most people with his teachings. Like we can learn from that. And so that's why I love like analogies analogies or parables, ever you want to put it. Cause people love that. It is such an effective way for teaching. Cause it sticks with you for life. Like I can remember Everybody. that juggling analogy for life. It's like, Oh yeah. One ball at a time, one ball at a time, one ball at a time. And it <laughs> helps you. So it's a wonderful way for teaching. I love it. All right. Parables Let's- are
1: stories. We're wired. Humans are actually wired to yeah. learn by stories. That That's is true. why, um, you know, tidbit for the business people, effective sales methods are always stories mm. because we're, we're trained to listen. There's certain parts of stories that we're looking for. We're trained to listen. We're trained to expect the good thing at the end. We're, we're wired wow. to listen to stories. That's why when you teach in a parable, you teach in a story, you teach by analogy, it actually helps your brain, your brain images in certain ways. You know, there's three different yeah. kinds of brain, but but I'm going to get, this
0: yeah. is exciting.
1: I'm going to get to my fourth lie now. Okay. Remember we have had the lie about chasing money. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Chase the money. That's just a bad idea. It will not work. Even when you get it temporarily, you'll lose it. By the way, look at lottery winners, okay? Yeah. Lottery winners can't ever hold on to their money. Like, statistically, they all go bankrupt. They don't just go back to even, they go lower. Like, this is the thing. It's like they get that money, they're chasing that money, and then what happens? They can't hold on to it. It's not in their yep. conscious. Yep. Chasing the weight loss. <laughs> you need to chase your health. You need to focus on your health. Right. You know? Totally. Yeah. 100%. Chasing work life balance as a static, as I get it and it's done, Mm -mm. nope, it's constant in progress. Finally, the fourth lie, I remember we're talking about alphas and I was saying that alphas have a lot of problems with their relationships. We have to because our core wound is abandonment and trust. So we tend to attract people who trigger that. That's actually how the law of attraction works. People don't realize it. It's either like to like, or it's something that triggers your wound so you see it. The universe isn't being mean. They're just trying to get you to notice your stuff so Mm -hmm. you can actually heal it. So what happens is, is alphas are surrounded by people who will trigger your trust and your abandonment stuff, which makes us very poor receivers, by the way. Not good at receiving help. We don't ask for help because we don't expect it to come. And then when people offer it, our answer is, I got it. Mm -hmm. I got it. I'm doing it. I'm Superwoman. My cape is on. It's flying. Oh yeah. The lie is, is that when you're in a relationship and it's struggling, when your marriage is in trouble and it's stressed out, the lie is that you should try to save the marriage.
0: Mm. I'm going to say that again,
1: because you heard me correct. Mm -hmm. The bad goal is saving the marriage. Let me help you understand that a marriage is like a corporation. It actually kind of doesn't exist except for the fact, that there's like two different people put together. The bad goal is saving the marriage because when you're trying to save the marriage, what you're really trying to do when you're telling the truth, sweetheart, is you're actually just trying to change him. You're like, if I could just change him, all of this crap would be working over here. Yep, yep. The real goal is you. The surest way to save your marriage is to save you first. Absolutely, every single time, no exceptions. There's no other way around it. Anything anybody else is teaching you is just flat wrong. Just like all these other lies they've taught you, and these things sounded rational, those weren't true. Saving the marriage, going after saving the marriage, is like there's two people drowning. Have you ever heard of when there's two people drowning that one drowning person saved the other one? Nope. Like, nope. Like, I'm drowning and you're drowning. And I'm like, could you please stop drowning and come over here and save me? <laughs> Because I'm drowning and I was drowning first and I'm drowning because it was your fault. You see this? Oh you, my gosh. You, you so get it. True. It's like, you cannot, you can't, when you actually take the stress off the relationship, literally by just stop demanding the other drowning person yes. save you.
0: Yeah. A lot of times that turns everything around. Like Totally. That. Totally. So, I mean, I bet you saw this like every time in your, in your experience, as a as a divorce I'm, attorney, wish, that's smart. I
1: wish. Oh my god! I wish I could say that. Like I knew this all along. I literally just figured this stuff out. Like remember, hello, divorce myself. I oh, yeah. messed it all up. Six right. burner stove, touched all of them. I right. looked like. T-
0: Oh girl, I mean, I feel you. I like I kind of want to dig into this. I'm just being selfish right now. <laughs> and just air. Everybody my... wants
1: to dig into this. Yeah, I yeah. just like
0: to air my shit on, on my podcast, but <laughs> I'm a pretty open book. But you know, I was married for 13 years. It got mm-hmm. to that point where I was like, I gotta do what's right for me. I have to get out of the situation, wind myself up in a nice, super controlling relationship that was psychotic. And right after that, I get to finally get to say, oh my gosh, I gotta do what's right for me and get out of this situation. And totally like start. I'm like, Oh, beta guys, beta guys are safe, beta guy, And then what is, what happens? I become the mindset coach. And I'm like, well, this isn't sexy. I don't want to be your life coach. Like this feel, this dynamic feels real wrong. Like I don't, I, I, oh, sh- I can't, I can't stop coaching you and I'm trying to stop, but I just keep doing it.
1: <laughs> so. This is so typical. That's the, that's the pattern. <laughs> Alphas have this pattern. They get their beta and then they have to fix and improve and repair and they have to upgrade him. They're trying right, to. And I was them. like, and I realized
0: Exactly, man, and I, all of it on all of those relationships. What I realized, and I've and I've realized this in my friendships and everything too, is like, dude, just like let people be who they are. They are showing you who they are, and you yeah. choose you be who you are, you choose if you want to be in that relationship with them. But for me right now, like I'm kind of, I am telling you, girl, I'm just like taking a step back from committed relationships right now. I'm like, I'm just going to observe. I'm just going to learn and absorb and date and observe patterns and relationships. So that's the phase that I'm in right now. So I'm very fascinated by this talk of, well, and I, I want to, I am going to help you with that one. All right, let's do it.
1: Check check my time for me. How are we doing on time? Yeah,
0: we are 35 minutes in. Okay, okay, good. So I um so I can I can play with your I'm really, yeah, like, yeah, you can I just you can roll, up <laughs> roll up my sleeves. She's got gloves on. You know, like what is going on?
1: Not watching. I have no sleeves. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For those of you in your car, I have no sleeves. That's why Wait, that was funny.
0: Can I just say, you guys should watch this on YouTube because it's a good one to watch on YouTube. If you're not watching, you're going to want to see her. I'm like, I'm sitting here watching you, Tanya. I'm like, I got to connect her to every big podcast I have a connection to. She <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> so fun this to
1: is, watch. This is, by the way, this is follow what you love, doing yeah. what you love. I love this. Yeah, this lights obviously. me up. This lights me up. You are such a beautiful, dynamic, brilliant woman you have come through so much. You have so much to offer. You are such a master in, in your square, the health corner of the square, the perfect square of life. And what I most want for you and, and your listeners that are, that are they're busy trying to master that health square is I want you guys to come into that balance. So you're in that place right now where you're like, okay, I'm going to step back and I'm going to observe. This is good because that means I don't have you in an active relationship right now because when I coach somebody, when they're in the relationship, um, it, it can be stressful to them because mm-hmm. it's very hard to not look at somebody else's stuff. Because what I'm telling you is, <laughs> yeah. is that you have to do your work, yeah. regardless of the fact that he's not doing his. Right. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Your work,
1: he's not doing his. And here's the trick, just the secret. You're doing your work will trigger him to do his if he'll do it. Mm -hmm. but you cannot tell him. So this brings us by the way, to the one truth. So it's perfect. See how the universe, God works this stuff out. This brings us to the one truth and this is huge. So it's going to sound really simple. All great truths are really simple. Here it is. Four words demands never change behavior. Yep. Demands never change behavior. Love it. We had four lies. Here's the one truth that changes everything when you really get it in you. Demands don't change behavior. Now, here's what's funny. They don't even change your damn behavior. Mm. You can't demand yourself to just change your behavior. Hence, diets fail 97% of the time. A diet is a demand to change behavior.
0: So true. So So true. The
1: reason it doesn't work is because anytime you have a belief that is in conflict, the belief Always wins. What you need to understand is that beliefs drive behavior. Absolutely. Demands don't drive it, and beliefs can't be altered by a demand. So, I'll give you a really easy example. Uh, my husband bites his nails. I find that annoying and icky and also working. I'm like, oh my God, it's like freaking little pieces of nail. I'm like, what? This is God, you're killing me. I look like a platypus having like a moment. I'm like, ah. So, of course being an alpha. I'm like, dude, you know, Hey, can we not bite the nails? It doesn't matter how I phrase this demand. This demand won't change his behavior. Sometimes he'll do it temporarily. Now let me help you understand this. Alphas that are listening because you're an alpha. So you want to get in there. You want to push, you get in your relationship and you make your demand. And most of the products on the market that coach for marriages are literally just 700 different ways to make a freaking demand. (laughs) I love it. Right. you need to use "you I" instead of "you" and all the. Right. Just trying to tell you so how to true. make a a demand, a fancy request. Right. But demands don't change behavior no matter how you dress them up. If their belief is not aligned with that demand, they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So my husband apparently believes that biting his nails is just no big deal. <laughs> Probably
0: not even any of my business. Right. And for me, like that wouldn't bother me at all. Like I don't, my daughter bites her nails and she gives herself, she like guilts herself about it. I'm like, who cares? Like to me, it looks like your nails are just like kind of manicured like all the time. Like I didn't even notice, you know? So it's- He's really
1: good at it, by the way. He's gotten so good at it that it looks like somebody like manicured. i like, he's a skilled. His skill is
0: good. He's got like a special (laughs) skill now.
1: (laughs) He's got like a like that left tooth is just really getting it perfect. I don't even understand. Does it taste good? Right. It so what's is different.
0: You know what, what I, my, in my, in my brain, I thought you should like find some sort of information about how many like parasites are underneath nail beds. So you can change his belief about. <laughs> change his belief. That'll change his behavior. But I think what you're getting uh, uh, uh. at is your belief, your belief needs to my change My belief
1: yes? is that it's gross and icky and my right. belief is that it's not. My demand won't change right. his belief. When you really get that, what you start observing is you start observing how often you're running around making demands of people yeah, to change their behavior, Totally, knowing it's not going to happen. And then you go into leverage, you go into despair, you go into doubt, judgment, pressure, yep. manipulation, you yep. know, Oh my God, it's like, ah, mm-hmm. it is at a belief level. When somebody believes something, and this is tied back to what you said earlier, it naturally impels their action when you want to be healthy and your focus is healthy and your belief is i deserve and want to be healthy it naturally makes you eat better it naturally says maybe not a third donut right maybe not right maybe right. maybe a walk <laughs> maybe right. maybe a little bit of maybe maybe lift a weight you know maybe maybe get online and watch watch you know coach Garrison stuff because I need to learn and she can teach me. You see, that would be natural. It feels right. good and it flows naturally because right. you aligned your beliefs. If you don't get your beliefs in alignment first, you will always be sissy fish pushing that rock up the hill and it just rolls right back.
0: Yeah. I'd say, you know, for me, just going into relationship stuff for me personally right now, like I feel like I had to fight a lot of shoulds To be where i'm at right now so it was like you should want to be in a relationship you should get remarried tara you should have a boyfriend and i was like finally i just cut the bs and i was like i don't want that right now that doesn't mean i'm not ever gonna want that but it's not in alignment like when i tap into higher power when i tap into my higher self it nothing in me is saying focus on that right now push your energy that way nothing so i just finally just said I'm just doing what feels right for me right now. And so, you know, let, what's me, crazy? let me tell
1: you why you're right. I'll tell you why you're right and why that's so you are right. Because what's going on is, and I'm a big believer. I'm going to throw in an extra little bonus nugget for people. Three words. Very important. Very important. Struggle is suspicious. Mm. Struggle is suspicious. Anything that has struggle on it is suspicious. Right. Now here's the trick. Mm. I taught you about alphas. What do we love? Creep. Love some struggle. Oh, oh yeah. we love some struggle because we always succeed. We triumph. We go <laughs> up <laughs> both ways in the snow. We love struggle, but the problem is struggle is suspicious. Anything God has ever wanted done is done. It gets mm. done. It doesn't have resistance attached to mm. it. Your mission doesn't have resistance. Your health won't have resistance. The mm. so things you're supposed to do don't have resistance. If there's resistance, hello, it's you. Mm. Right now, wow. the universe is keeping you safe because. If you try to go do this relationship thing, it would be a struggle, right? And you yep. don't want the struggle and you right. don't need the struggle and your life works better without the struggle and you're a master teacher and you have all these things to do. So when you don't have that struggle, your life works better. So yep. that's the universe going, Oh, I know where she is right now. Yeah. I, she doesn't need to have that desire because she hasn't met Tanya yet. who can help <laughs> her take the struggle out of that crap. I'm going to help you take the struggle out of that crap. And then what's going to happen is naturally, naturally as your beliefs change, right? Then you'll actually want it. But right now you have a deep core belief. that's like, that is some BS. That is difficult. That is some struggle. I have other things to do. I need my life to work. I need my children happy. I need my yep. business. working. God yep. has given me a mission to protect these people. I'm staying on point.
0: You got it. What's wrong with it? Yep. You got it. That's,
1: that's why that is. And like I said, once you have that belief that, oh my gosh, actually it's, it's, this isn't a struggle, but I'd actually have to help you with that belief.
0: Mm, So anybody who's just telling
1: you to change your behavior without helping you change the belief,
0: right. It's screwing you. Anybody. True. With all areas, with your fitness too. Like all of that. It's the same principle for all, for all of it. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest work. That's why you can't, in my opinion, like just buying a, you know, a training plan or something and like thinking that's, it's like, dude, no, like it's the core beliefs you've got around it. Like you think, and that's, that's what I see in fitness. What you're saying right there, struggle is suspicious. That's what I see is like, how can I make this harder and harder and harder and harder? And I'm like, no, how can you make it more joyous and rewarding and you love it and you can't wait to do it again tomorrow. And it's, it's like, just, you know, I like, I literally go to bed and I can't wait to go to the gym i'm like Ooh, as soon as i fall asleep it's sooner i get to go back <laughs> it's so fun for me and like when you can get to that place you think you're going to be successful yes <laughs> yeah so I, I love this struggle this is- you are so
1: beautiful not just your face like it's actually kind of funny i've said this about l too um you guys are so startlingly beautiful and by the way your podcast is awesome likewise you thank you so startlingly beautiful that Sometimes people cannot notice that your inside is actually better than your outside. Like Aww. it's crazy. Like Thank you're girl. you're better people inside than you are outside. Like I can put a big sack over you and introduce you to people. And they will be like, wherever this girl is under the sack, she's amazing. And then I take the sack off and they're like, oh my God, it's
0: Fitness Barbie. You brought Fitness Barbie to meet me, yay! And I'm like, look at this. I'm like, yes. Oh my God. Girl, you gotta move back from the other side of the world so you can <laughs> hang out with us. You are so funny. Thank you Some so part of the world
1: would gravitationally shift. If you, me, and Elle were like within <laughs> like, like a couple of feet of each other, like they, NASA would be like, I don't know what's going on, but the, the Earth's magnetic core is shifting. Something's liquefying. Maybe it's the Russians. Ah, maybe <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, oh, oh, no, it's, it's actually three alphas being happy at the same time. You're a force <laughs> of
0: seriously, seriously. God, I love it so much. Um, We didn't do the truth yet, did we? We did.
1: That's the truth. The truth is events never change behavior.
0: Ah, That was the truth. Okay.
1: They do not do it. That is what I call the law of behavior. Mm. My other laws are called the law of indirect action. When you're trying to get a goal, you actually want to look at the goal and figure out what it is that produces it. So if you need money, figure out what produces money. Focus on that. If you want to lose weight, figure out what will naturally Cause you to lose weight. What you're talking about is what belief do you need to install that will cause you to naturally do that without all of the struggle because struggle is suspicious.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love what you're doing. I love that you left behind like being a practicing attorney to help people with coaching their mindsets. So instead of like resolving the trauma, you're like, hey, maybe we can actually prevent some of this trauma by helping people get their minds right. And it's so clear and so obvious that you are living in alignment. It's ridiculous. It's like, oh my gosh, like all of this could have not happened if you hadn't followed your heart and had the courage to just listen to what the universe was telling you to do. All these people could have missed out on this. Like it is so clear you're in alignment with it. And what I want to say, what I was thinking about with you too, and I've been talking to my clients about this too lately. I'm like, dude, just listening to this podcast right now or listening to a really good book or um, even being on like a group call and theoretically like hearing this in your mind and be like, yeah, that's cool. It helps a little, right? It'll shift your mindset a little bit and get you thinking about stuff. And you're like, hmm, that's interesting but it's not enough. You need coaching. Like I have two mindset coaches right now. Okay. Like you, cause you've got to get it. three now. Win. I'm, I'm Out three. Right. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. We're going to see what happens. Let's see what happens. We'll do like another podcast in like a year or two years or however long it takes me to like open up to being in a relationship again. Right now I'm like, nope.
1: <laughs> you will change by the way people listening, you change at the speed of belief. This is why people totally. refer to epiphanies. I love the word epiphany and, and cool. learning by revelation. Um, that basically is a belief that shifts. When a belief suddenly shifts, we refer to it as an epiphany or a revelation, and you change instantly in that moment. Yeah. All of your energy aligns true. different. The second that your belief shifts, everything around you starts working differently. So you true. External by changing your internal. The knob for the external is not outside where alphas want to grab it and control it. It's inside.
0: It's so true. I've experienced that and doing like the work of Byron Katie with one of my coaches. It's just like, as soon as it clicks, as soon as you're like, Oh my gosh, I see it. I see it. (gasps) Wait. It's like, it's like it was a door that was closed and you open it up and now you just like fully see that's what it feels like. And when you fully see, you're like, okay, like, Oh, I can come explore here now. Like I see it's not locked. I'm not locked out. It's just like that. I love that so much. Um, How do how do people, like, what do they do? How do they work with you? How do they partake of you? How do they learn from you? What, what do you offer? Oh, I like partake of me. I want to be partaken of. Yes. How do they partake of <laughs> Tanya? <laughs> how do they get, get any me. access to you? You can find
1: me on any social at The Art of Self Rescue. So you can email me at mm-hmm. Art of Self Rescue Gmail. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Art of Self Rescue everywhere there is. And the way so I at, work with people. Sorry, so at Art of Self Rescue? So at Art of Self Rescue, okay. hashtag okay. Art of Self Rescue. You type it in. I'm cool. going to come up. Just look for me. Nice. Um, my YouTube channel will be coming out and it's Art of Self Rescue. Woo! Yay! Nice. I, I want... This is my mission. Like, remember I said health, wealth, yeah. uh, love, and mission. This is my mission. So Obviously. My mission is literally to get this message out to as many people, as many alphas as I can. I want to reach hundreds of thousands of women because I understand by my own personal observation that I think about 80% of marriages are struggling. I think yeah. I really am big on the 80-20 principle. I think about 80% of marriages are struggling. You got, you got lack of intimacy, sexlessness, yeah. stress, arguments everyone no one talks about it it's like I the know. biggest taboo you can talk about anything in the world right now you can talk about gender and and sex and politics totally. and freaky things and but yep. you know unicorns and candy canes it doesn't matter so but true. nobody says God my marriage is struggling you know my husband hasn't touched me in four years nobody can say that I don't know I why know. I want to take that out of the closet so people can start to feel better You're I right. have so much information that I give away for free. Free. F-R-E-E. <laughs> F and an R with two E's. Free. Because I don't want anybody to have the excuse, oh, I don't have the money. Free. I want to help you. And then I have group Amazing. coaching and then I have private. But I'm telling people, mm, for less cool. than you can start a divorce, you can coach with me privately. So Love please it. understand that there's a divorce in the U.S. every 36 seconds. And the average divorce retainer is 2500 to $7,500. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it's going to cost. I've done the math. It costs around $117,000 for a divorce in, in a small family. That's all in adding up all the stuff that you don't see the counseling and the coaching and the, the divorce, the, the, the moving the cars and splitting the health insurance. And, and now you've got babysitters for kids and, and all mm, It costs a fortune.
0: It does. I mean, I've, I've been through it. And I would say if you're listening to this and you're like, no, I'm good. Like my marriage is good. Like I'm like bullshit. Cause listen, like I was married for 13 years and like up to year 10, I would have been like, I'm fine. We're good. Like we're really good communicators and we're really great at everything and everything's fine. And then three years later we're divorced. Right. And so I would say like, dude, like get in on it, (laughs) get on a, make why don't, instead of just being like, it's fine, make it, Awesome. Because I'm being real part of the reason I don't want to get married again. And (laughs) I've never said this on air, but I'm like, none of y'all are making me want to get married. No, you it all it looks awful like none of you look happy everybody that's looks true? like they're like suffering and they're just dealing with it and they're like their personalities are like toned down 10 notches and they're like you know it's hard but it's it's a lot of work that's what I hear it's a lot of work but and I'm like that sounds great dude like I don't say that about my job I don't say that about my career my passion I'm not like yeah you know I mean it's a lot of work but it's good like no I don't say that I'm like I fucking love it sorry in language but <laughs> I'm like I love it this is- you're saying it you're
1: saying yeah. exactly what i need people to, to come out and say what marriage doesn't look good it doesn't look attractive why do you think it's so hard to get a man to want to marry you because the men talk amongst each other and they're like i got married and shit went to hell in a handbasket yeah That's pretty much what happened so <laughs> i want right. to fix and I, I if you're in the relationship right now you want to go to fearlessfocuscoaching.com forward slash tara mm, t-a-r-a fearlessfocuscoaching.com forward slash tara t-a-r-a And there you're going to find the one thing nobody will tell you. I have, um, I've really condensed the information into an ebook for you and just sit and read it. If you can read that, it'll take you 20 minutes. And if it doesn't change your life and make you want to fly to Australia, come to my door, knock on it and hug me, then I'll give you your free money back. (laughs)
0: I love you if you have not like if you're like I don't want more Tanya after this (laughs) episode you are crazy this has like been the funnest episode to record I'm like we gotta do this again I'm like my mind's like going all sorts of places so fun Tanya thank you so much thank you for following your passion thank you for being funny thank you for owning who you are and just like letting it all rip it's so refreshing it's so so fun like I can see that you are like fully embodied like you are fully yourself and just offering all your talents of the world. So thank you for coming on Inside Out Health and sharing that with us today. I appreciate it so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And honestly, just bless you for helping people with their health mission. Thank you, Tanya.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inside Out Health Podcast. I hope this episode served as inspiration and something that you needed to hear in your life. If you have a friend or family member that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And also please subscribe. I have so many more amazing guests coming. I have just been so gifted and honored to meet so many incredible health professionals in my career. And I cannot wait to share their messages with you guys. So please subscribe. And if you could be so kind as to rate my show, I would really appreciate it. This podcast is honestly an intuitive call to me to help spread goodness to the world. And so if you guys can help me do that, I would really appreciate it. If you want more info on this guest, pop over to my website, check out my podcast section, and you can get links to everything we talked about in the show um, and find out more about this guest and what where you can go from here. Make sure you're also following me on Instagram. Uh, that is my most active platform. You can find me at Coach Tara Garrison. You can also find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, everything is Coach Tara Garrison across the board. And then yeah, if you want to send me a message guys and let me know other guests or other topics you want to hear on the show, please let me know. I am here to serve you. So I would love to hear from you would love your feedback on the show. And if you share any of these episodes, please tag me on social media. It's coach Tara Garrison.